0: You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I've got a fantastic guest from the south of England, Norfolk, and his name is Jake Morell.
1: Hi, Jake. Hello, hello.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, enjoying a miserable wet Saturday.
0: <laughs> oh, it's been so horrible, this weather.
1: I don't, do you know what? I think we kind of needed a bit of rain. <laughs> we did need a bit of rain. Um, I mean, how, God, that's boring, isn't it? Starting a funny podcast talking about the weather. But it has, it's been, um, yeah, it's been it's been fairly miserable
0: here. Well, the weather is one of those things that just directly affects your mood. So, if it's poor weather, usually we're in like a bit of a negative mood, you know. Today I'm always feeling positive, so let's
1: For me, for me it's like it's more it's it's like I just kind of want to sit down and watch a film or watch on Netflix kind of weather. That yeah. kind of thing. So if what, it's hot and sunny, I want to be out and about outside.
0: What kind of things do you watching on Netflix?
1: I haven't watched a lot recently, just because the weather has been so good. I genuinely haven't been, We've just, we've just finished. Me and my other half have just finished watching a series called Outer Banks. Oh yeah, um, which is which I which I kind of enjoyed, and um, that's about it. I, I watched the new Space Force as well, which was I have to say was terrible. Oh, was it terrible? I was wanting to watch that. You've ruined it for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I can't give a I can't give a, a false review. I, it, I was expecting more. I was yeah. Definitely expecting more. I feel like next season, if they get renewed, we'll be better. Yeah. But but I don't know, there was just there was something that didn't didn't quite grab me. I finished it. I just watched it anyway because I haven't got anything else to do.
0: <laughs> go go on then. What's your favorite kind of
1: films or movies or TV programs that you watch? Oh, I don't know really. Um films, I like my action films, my fantasy films, uh that kind of stuff. Um you know, this is just grabs you. And then like series and stuff like that, um, it's, it's probably fairly similar. I do love a comedies and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like the classics, Like, I, I mean, I've always been obsessed with things like Friends and that kind of stuff. Oh, stuff. everybody's like, obsessed with Friends. I love it grew up with it man like it just it, it's in your, it's you know i think if you're a sort of 90s kid it's in you it's in your blood yeah <laughs> well,
0: that's that's a great thing about being 90s kids is we got to experience pretty much all the benefits of the 80s but then all the new technologies of you know like the 2000s so it's like best of both worlds really
1: yeah hands down man love love a bit of tech love a bit of tech
0: um, so-
1: got a like 100 <laughs> I
0: bet you weren't expecting this, you know, start of a podcast, a music podcast, and we're talking about films and tech.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Jesus, all the dirt, all the dirt.
0: Going to music then, you've had a really, really great start in your music career, haven't you?
1: I've been at it a while. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've been at it a while. I mean, um, go on, ex- explain to everybody how you was discovered.
1: Um... Yeah, it's always that that word discovered, isn't it? Yeah. Um, assuming, I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about the term O'Leary thing. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he used to have an afternoon show. It's now changed to the morning, uh, I think. Uh, but basically, it's the it's this is the most uncool, like least rock and roll story ever. This is so, <laughs> this is so lame. <laughs> but but, it, but it's my history. So. Um, yeah, anyway, he used to have a segment on his show called Some Mums Do Indie. Um, yeah. Whereas they send in their, their kids' bands and that kind of thing. And without me knowing, my mum did this <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and sent in my uh, one of my old tracks called Wire and Thorns. Um, and and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And basically, they played it on the show. My mum was chatting to them on the show. So my mum was on Radio 2 before I was, which is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh and then and then uh, out of that that radio play i got a um i got a tweet from emily evis of glastonbury who was listening uh and she was like we'd love you to come play the festival um and i was like obviously yes yeah of Uh, course yeah i'm not gonna turn that one down um (laughs) it's like a thousand thousand thank yous on twitter um And then uh, they heard about that, and uh, and had me back into the studio to play live the following week uh, with my band, and so played to several million people listening to radio too, and that was fairly terrifying. But I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those moments like they were doing like the little countdown thing till they went live, and I was just like, I've I've forgotten all the words of the song. I I don't know how to play guitar anymore. Uh, It was just one of those one of those moments.
0: Well, that's a funny thing because whenever you listen to these, you know, the big name artists, you know, the ones that are constantly flooding the radio, you listen to their interviews and they always end up saying they need help. I mean, oh, is it? I think it might be in Brooks and Dunn. I don't know. I can't remember. can't remember for the life of me. But one of them said, oh, I need someone to give me at least the first word of each verse just because you listen have, to they the crowd screaming and obviously nerves you know everybody gets nervous
1: i just if, if that happens to me i generally just ask the audience I'm just like, <laughs> hold the microphone out pretty much i have i generally have done that in the past um to people who i know have been to shows before and and, and know my music you know i'm not claiming to be a, a huge artist or anything like that oh you are um <laughs> one day hopefully um but yeah no so that's my that's my discovery story um, really, and that led me to meet my my, my managers and my agent, and uh, basically be able to do this kind of full time. Yeah.
0: So originally, you was doing more like the indie kind
1: of music, then. Um, or, no, or not I was
0: just really. straight into the countryside.
1: I was I was really folky. Actually, I went. I start off. Um, I start off very very folk based songwriter kind of the the, the Bob Dylan. Yeah. style kind of stuff and um, and then I don't know what really happened my sound just, just kind of shifted <laughs> um, into I'd say songwriter pop country vibe really yeah. um, and uh, and I love the scene and I love the people in the scene and, and I was just like you know what after playing what I call many years of the wrong gigs. And being in the wrong scene, I finally sort of felt like I've landed a bit on my feet. And you know, there's there's an amazing group of people within the UK scene who I'm, um, you know, very privileged to call my friends and that kind of stuff. And it's um, yeah. it just makes you feel a bit, you know, like like home. So what really. what was it then
0: that got you into the actual music scene to begin with? You know, what kind of age was you?
1: Um, well, I start. I mean, if you want to go way back, I started writing music at the age of 16 yeah um which no one should ever hear those songs um (laughs) that was the best ones oh man yeah um and then I went off to university and uh just was sort of pursuing a career in graphic design um you know got my degree and everything like that but I came out of the university and I was like do you know what I'd I'd been playing open mics and all that kind of stuff I was like I need to give I need to give this a go I need to give it a shot and um yeah, so like, what, nearly 10 years later, here I am. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, know. I, I just, I, I got hooked and um, I seem to get a positive vibe and uh, people seem to enjoy what I do, you know, not claiming everyone does, but. <laughs> well, that, that's the main
0: thing, you know, it's about whether you enjoy it and if the crowd enjoys it as well, you know, even if there's people in the crowd that aren't enjoying it, you know, as long as you're having fun, that's the main thing.
1: Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I've always meant, I've always tried to do something that I absolutely love to do. That's the, yeah. that's always been my my career trajectory. Whatever that may be, you know, if suddenly I fall out of love with music, which won't happen, but say tomorrow morning I roll out of bed and go, nope, don't <laughs> want to do that. I will probably change um, to something. I would probably change to something else because you know, it's, it's, it's the pursuit of happiness. I guess, and you know, it's the it's the long term gain. Yeah, but it's 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 not without struggles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, everything's got a struggle to it. I mean, end of the day, the struggles kind of make everything more
1: worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it's, um, I, I always think, you know, looking back on the journey is such an important thing for for anyone who's who's doing this, um, is to see where you've come from at the end of the day, see where you were however many years ago, however many months you've been doing it. It's so important for, for your mental health. Yeah. 100
0: well that takes me back to the songwriting at age 16 you know it's great to look back at those songs and think i've grown you know my quality of writing has improved massively you know the topic of conversation you know within a song you know you can you just develop over time and
1: yeah it comes it comes with life experience it comes with um you know the more proficient you become on an instrument, uh, who you meet, who you're writing with, you know, I started co-writing, completely changes my my writing methods and all that kind of stuff, which I absolutely love. I love being thrown in the deep end, one hundred percent. That's just, I think, I kind of thrive off that.
0: Yeah. Uh, how'd you go so into yeah. How'd you go into co-writes then? You know, do you go in with like a idea in mind and then develop from that, or always, do you just go
1: in blind? Always go. With ideas, always like even if they're not the best ideas, someone might have a spin on it. Always go with ideas and definitely be recip, uh, recip, no, reciprocative. Oh,
0: I can't even say the word now. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. Right, with my brain. Anyway, um, you know, be your uh, be aware of what the other people. You know, they might want to write something that you've never thought about before. You know that kind of yeah. thing, but it might be really important to them um, and. It's just, it's just cool to be a part of it, and you get to know people really quickly during co-writes as well, which is, which I really like. Um, you know,
0: what's the most fascinating thing then you've learned from somebody during a co-write?
1: Yeah, that's a hard question. Um, <laughs> that's a good you don't
0: have to name drop.
1: Fascinating thing I've learned.
0: You can keep the name blank if you want.
1: Uh, the, I mean. The one that sticks with me is, uh, is that my friend Emily Faye can't drive round roundabouts. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I spoke to you before I spoke to Emily, because that is such an interesting, that must be an interesting story. Go on, she can't drive round roundabouts.
1: Have you got experience in this? Uh, I, no, this is, I'm just I'm taking, the, I'm taking the piss. Um, no, this is our first ever co write together. This is like our first ever meeting. She picked me up from the uh, Guildford train station and... Yeah, There's this map roundabout in the middle of Guilford. She basically drove around it about four or five times trying to find the right exit. Um, and like, I'd literally been in the car with her for a minute before this happened. <laughs> like train station is pretty much off the round, just off the roundabout. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, what am I gonna die? I, was just, <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's always um, the scariest bit, you know, when you're just thinking, oh, oh, what have I what have I got myself into here? Oh, oh no, it reminds, yeah. That reminds me of—I um, don't know if you know it—but the, there's a Simpsons episode where they go to Paris and Homer's driving around a roundabout and he just can't get off the roundabout because he's not used to it. Yeah, that, that's the image <laughs> I've got in mind.
1: That was—that's—that's pretty—that's pretty much accurate. Simpsons have done it again. They've predicted the <laughs> driving around the roundabout with every fade.
0: So bizarre that though, you know, the whole Simpsons conspiracy thing—it's—it's
1: it's weird, man. I don't like it. No.
0: <laughs> I think one or two, you think okay, then yeah, they've had a lucky break. But it's been consistent. It's like almost every season, there's been something predicted.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely mad, absolutely mad. But you know, it's it's a legendary show, so you can't really you can't really expect anything else. I mean, well,
0: that's like we're saying, you know, earlier about growing up with certain things from the eighties, nineties, and then like tech in the two thousands. That's one of the great things that we we've all experienced now is the constant longevity of the simpsons it's great
1: yeah i mean I've, I've never watched it properly properly like some people are really into it i've just sort of if it's on i'm oh, probably yeah. gonna watch it oh yeah it's just one of those shows it's just like i know all of the characters in here i don't need to think about it and i know i'm probably gonna have a good smirk or a smile or a laugh for it you know it's just one of those i think it's just the beauty of the show really well that's it
0: now you've been described as if you've just come straight out of nashville that you is mean I'd
1: describe, you mean i describe myself as that yeah i i i
0: i'd definitely agree with that i mean even though you're from you know the south of england you'd think that you was brought up in nashville you know the way you write your songs the way the way you put yourself out there in your music it's just so encapsulating you know you 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 connect and that's what you want from an mean, artist
1: i i I try to write about real stuff. Um, There are, there is not, there are not many songs in my repertoire that haven't come from me, from my experience, from that kind of stuff. Uh, I tend not to write uh, a a heap of love songs and that kind of thing. I've been in a long-term relationship. I'm pretty happy. I I haven't had all the breakups that people have had, that kind of thing. Um, You know, so I write from a different perspective. I, I, I kind of, I write from, uh, you know, like other people's stories, uh, maybe I've witnessed, maybe things I've, I've seen, um, you know, uh, I write a lot on the London tube. (laughs) That seems to be a a wealth of, of of stories. And it's like, it's combining reality with a bit of imagination, uh, to encapsulating real feelings that I'm, I'm feeling at the time. Yeah. You know, if
0: that made any sense. Yeah, that t- makes um, total sense. Now, the one thing I want to know is, what is it like writing on the London tube? Because, I mean, it's always... Whenever I've been down to London, it's always been completely and utterly crowded, and you can't you can't even move on the
1: train, let alone <laughs> think of a song. <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's It's just one of those... When I say writing on tube, it's like a, it's like a quick note or, um, yeah. I have been known to like the voice note, just sort of singing into my phone, which people do look at you like you <laughs> are a nutter. Um, just, but sometimes you just got to get an idea down and maybe you are like, maybe I was, you know, you're on on your way to a writing session and you haven't got any ideas and you're like, Oh crap, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> um, you know, it might be just one of those, one of those sort of things, but it's, it's fine, man. You can write anywhere with phones and things. It's, you can get ideas down absolutely anywhere
0: how often do you leave like your ideas and stuff to the last minute when you're going to do a writing session
1: very rarely very rarely I had uh 2019 was a stupidly busy year for me so I, there was a couple that I was a bit like oh my god I'm you know I if I have if I have go, gone into it I'll be like 100% I'm so sorry like I, I didn't mean to be that guy but I've just been yeah. you know, not able to, whatever like that. But like I said, most of the time I've got something, something in the bank that I can, that we can write about.
0: Go on then. So yeah. you go into a songwriting session, you know, expl- explain to everybody like your process, you know, what you do when you get there, you know, is there like a certain routine that you always go through? A bit like, you know, how some people have a certain ritual, what they do before a gig, you know, is it like a ritual you do before a songwriting? You've got to have like two cups of coffee before you sit down with a pen.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not that regimented in like any part of my life. (laughs) No, not at all, really. Um, No, I think the first thing that happens with a songwriting session for me is a conversation. Yeah. Always a conversation, um, especially if you don't know the person particularly well. Um, You know, once you write with someone a certain amount of times, you get to know them well. It's just like catching up with a friend at the end of the day. Um, And then maybe I start... I, I. most of the time i've played guitar for them and i just start noodling um on the guitar and coming up with playing some chord things that maybe i've been messing with i haven't thought of any lyrics for it that kind of thing um so yeah that's and then, and then either a song happens or it doesn't and then you know you just, you, you go through the process of of creating it basically sp- yeah. spinning ideas with each other and it's 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 a, it's a really cool thing like if you get a a good song out of a day's right, yeah, it's, it's wicked. Um, they do it a little bit more intense in Nashville, but <laughs> it's. I was when I was over there for the for for a two week period. By the second week, I was writing two or three songs a day. Oh wow! Yeah, it was killer. It was killer. Like it was like, oh, do you want to go out for a beer? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I want to no, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's it's a it's an insanely amazing place for with with very very talented people yeah um with a work ethic as well like a serious work ethic
0: i mean um, the crazy thing about nashville is it's not just everybody thinks of the, like the main stars you know but there's so many undiscovered stars there as well you know that are you know the songwriters and the people who play you know in the in the bars you know just on the street you know they might not be signed to anything yeah. but you know it's crazy you know What was it like then going around Nashville, obviously as a songwriter and a singer, you know, do you look at these people and think, wow, you know, I could be here?
1: Uh, I did find it uh, initially quite intimidating. Um, I think if I went back again, I would have a different view on it. Um, I actually found America quite, it was my first time on like a long haul out of town kind of journey. Oh, Um, really? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've traveled uh, a lot around Europe and and all that kind of thing, but I've never been to the States before after, before that journey. And I went completely on my own; didn't know anyone there. And um, you know, so I think the whole experience for me was a bit like a bit unsure. Yeah, uh, I think if I went back again, it would be a completely different experience. I'd be a lot more confident, and I'd actually. I didn't get to explore Nashville that much. It was it was a bit of a shame, really. I spent so much of my time just in studios and in writing rooms because I went over there for for a specific reason, was to write songs and meet people and yeah, that kind of thing. And with playing CC so many times now and places like the Long Road, I now actually have a really good base of people who I know in Nashville who I can kind of go and actually hang out with and <laughs> and see and that kind of stuff, you know. So it just it's it's a it's a wicked it's wicked how they the relationship between sort of, you know, uh, or just the country scene in the US and the UK has kind of collaborated together. I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Who's the most famous friend you've made then from doing like Long Road or C to C?
1: Famous friend? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I'd class her as a friend, but definitely we know of each other now quite a lot because I've supported her a couple of times, and that would be Lindsay L. Yeah. Um. So I've supported Lindsay uh, two or three times over here. Um so she's really cool. Um and again immensely talented uh and that kind of thing. But yeah, I had a really cool I had a really, really weird experience over in Nashville. I'd finished a write and um I, oh gee, I can't even remember the guy's name. It was Johnny someone. Um but he said should we go grab a beer? And I was like, Yeah, let's let's do it, man. Let's yeah. do it. And uh walked into this bar and uh who's sitting there drinking at the bar, and it's Chris Young. What?
0: Um
1: yeah <laughs> so i was just like i was just like and it was like it, it's one of his mates like he didn't really tell me that this was happening oh. so like in nashville that's just normal that's just normal <laughs> uh, and i was a bit like oh shit that's chris young oh <laughs> oh crap uh, but he was he was lovely man like, he was really lovely really nice chap so we had a, we had a real quick beer and then uh, and then i was on my way that's that's bizarre i mean Wow. I think I mean, that's just, I think that's just what Nashville's like. I yeah. don't
0: think. I mean, it's like densely populated with these, obviously, because we're, we're in this industry where it's, it's not a massive industry in compare, in comparison to like pop or, you know, rap, but it's growing. But when you're in yeah. such a confined city like Nashville, where everybody congregates, you know, you're going to, you're going to bump into somebody, but then to actually yeah, going and have down. beer. I mean,
1: they they pride themselves on it, I think. It's it just no one's above anyone else, which is quite cool. Yeah. Um it's you definitely get that vibe, vibe there. Whereas I think in this country particularly there are a little there's a little bit of being starstruck. Um which I definitely experienced when I went in that in that scenario. I was a little bit like, oh my god, I'm gonna be like, I'm not gonna be able to say anything. Like, oh my god, this guy's <laughs> huge, ridiculous. Um yeah, so. It's it's a funny one.
0: Was was you starstruck when you was asked to support Lindsay L?
1: Uh, no, Lindsay. I mean, it was kind of a different thing because you're doing a show, and I think when you do a show, it's uh, you're on you're on. A, I feel like there's a bit of a level playing field. Yeah, you're both there to do a job. Although you're opening the act for her, and it's her gig, there's you're still sharing the stage. So there's like, there's an immediate, and she, and she had to approve me supporting her as well. Yeah. So like, there was a reason why I was there. Whereas I'm just meeting someone at a bar. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to piss, I don't want to piss you off. I don't want to bug you. Like, yeah.
0: You don't want to <laughs> you know? be that strange fan that's always going, oh, so what about this? Or what about this? Or what about this? And Can I get a picture?
1: Yeah, that, that, yeah, <laughs> that pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, to be honest, I can imagine opening for somebody like Lindsay L would be kind of not intimidating, but almost so nerve wracking that because you've got to hype the crowd up. Basically that's the spot. you know, the initial act and the sporting acts are there to warm the crowd up, you know, showcase your music and get everybody pumped ready for the main, the main piece of pie, really. Yeah. I mean, how, how was it for you then? Like, what was it like, just before going on stage and then performing in front of the crowds. And then, you know, what is it like as an experience for you?
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of become numb to it now because I've I've just done it so much. Um, You know, I've I've made so many mistakes in the past that nothing really phases me anymore, if that makes sense, which I think is something that every performer and songwriter should go through is just it's just you know cocking up and learning how to deal with it and i think that builds your confidence in a, in a kind of way and but like, i always think what's the worst that could happen Like at the end of the time i'm up there to go to entertain people have fun they're there for a reason they, they want to see music like so i don't know i i, I haven't been nervous for a while yeah in offense. The the things that I get nervous are is, is stuff like uh, like radio and um and that kind of stuff really. Like live live radio I find is a killer and T V as well.
0: Really? Um, I mean it, listening to you I going can't. on listening to you going on um Country Hits with Matt Spracklin.
1: You just sounded, <laughs> one, you sounded <laughs> just so
0: natural. I mean, you could almost be in the new presenter kind of thing. You know, you, you and Matt just bounced off each other like no tomorrow.
1: Well me and Matt have become really good friends to be honest like um it's we i sort of relationship developed a couple of years was it a couple of years ago last year cc or something like that um but yeah there's certain presenters i think do put you at ease but it's the fact that i can't see my audience yeah that's that i think that's the that's where the fear factor comes in because like, you just don't know who's listening and um I, it's not so bad now i've done i've done so much stuff it's just i've just become it's just normal it's yeah. just normal me and uh you know it's what people might find strange it's just it's just become regular at the end of the day but no matt's a matt's a wicked guy and that was a lot of fun actually i was glad he, glad he asked me to do that
0: how, how did um, it all come about then you know did he just go i've oh, got a new song do you want to come and promote it or i can't really remember it's
1: Matt Matt is an ideas man. Like he's generally an ideas man, and it's just like an idea will pop into his head. It's like, oh, that'd be fun to get Jake on the show. Yeah, um, and then it, and then he just messaged me and I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, let's do it. Fair <laughs> you know, fair enough. And you know, I'll pop by. Yeah, well, the the country hits team generally, um, I, you know, I can't say enough nice things about them. They are fantastic. You know, we hung out at Long Road Festival um, last year, and it was they're, they're just a great bunch, and they're all up for a laugh, and they love the music and. They love the scene. So it's just, it's, it's lovely to be asked to be involved in doing stuff like that at the end of the
0: day. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you a question, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a horrible question now, now that you've said all that, because I was going to say, you know, what kind of festivals do you prefer? Do you prefer the festivals like The Long Road or do you prefer festivals, you know, the, the even bigger arenas like the CTC? But that's a bit of a, bit of a horrible Uh, question that
1: I think they're all, I think they're all different. I think they offer different things. Um, C2C is, is definitely, for, for, from an artist's point of view, is a, is a promotional event for you, uh, you know, um, whereas Long Road, I found, was an experience. Yeah. Um, honest to God, it, when I turned up on site, it, it felt like they had brought the countryside of Tennessee to the UK. It's, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. Um, and the atmosphere is just incredible. I'm not saying the atmosphere isn't incredible at C2C. It, it, it is, trust yeah. me. Like I've, I've played it three times and I've had an absolute effing blast. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, you can still swear. Don't worry. Uh, it's, it's cool. I, I, I'm trying not to. Uh, <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, they're just they're just they're just different animals yeah. at the end of the day. I think um, Long Road is definitely a traditional festival. You know, there's there's tents and camper vans and beer flowing and that kind of thing. Whereas C2C, I, it's just it's just a different version of a festival, but yeah. still brilliant so not a horrible question
0: go on um so we didn't we haven't found out yet who was supposed to be performing at the Long road festival this year. was you one of them, or can't you
1: say uh I was not I was, not, was not one of them. no i was uh I was probably going to be there um I don't know if I'm allowed to say or not why I wouldn't have been there um but yeah I, <laughs> yeah we well, can'
0: i'll make it easy for you then i'll move on from that
1: yeah not, yeah I, I don't know if i could say so i don't know if i don't know if how if their rules and stuff are um are, are public or not yeah but yeah I, I wasn't going to be there we were trying to find a way to be there um if it was going to go ahead but it certain other like
0: obligations
1: it. yeah yeah whereas i was supposed to be at C again
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's it was gutting the, you know, the whole situation that happened with like the c c you know, it, it was almost like you're at the finish line and then you, you just fall over, you know, because when, yeah. obviously we're going through a, we're still going through a horrible time of lockdown and, you know, it's such a bizarre, bizarre kind of range of events going on at the moment. You know, I was, I was trying not to talk about the coronavirus, but you know, it, it's everyday. Uh, unfortunately, topic. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately it is just, it's now officially part of history. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, going back to the whole, you know, gutted about C2C thing, uh, I felt kind of privileged, to be honest, because I got to do C2C Berlin just before, literally just before it kind of went mad in Germany. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then over here. So I did kind of feel like, I felt a bit spoiled because I feel like I got a little piece <laughs> of what people didn't, to be honest. So I do apologise for everyone who missed out for C2C. <laughs> have have um, you
0: got... Um... Are you set up ready for next year? Are you are you carrying on doing the CTC next year as like a carry-on? Carry on? I, I
1: don't I don't I don't know at this 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 point in time. Um everything is up in the air. However, all of my shows that I were gonna have was gonna have this year have just been shifted yeah. over. Well, um
0: have you had so. like a cut-off time, you know, when you can start looking at gigs then? Because obviously when you look at holidays, you know, you listen to the holiday companies talk and they say, "Oh yeah, it's going to be the start of July. You know, that's when we're going to start flying again." You know, have you heard anything on the grapevines when, like, gigs are going to start happening, or is it just play it as you see? Uh,
1: I don't know, I was and I was mate. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm, a, I'm fine doing a show. I think it's, it's not really about where I'm standing. It's more where how people if people are comfortable being in a room with other people yeah you know sort of you know 50 plus people um I think that's where I think that's where where it's going to struggle to be honest um is how how comfortable people feel being out you know yeah if you're because it's uh, my my manager has, has actually had it he's, he's been diagnosed and had it and he's got through it and that kind of stuff. And he's basically, it sucks. It sucks. Like he just, it's, it's crap. Well, I'm glad your manager's Uh, got better then,
0: you know, at least, at least he's pulled through it. That's the main thing.
1: Oh, he couldn't, he, he wouldn't let, he wouldn't let something like this get him down. (laughs) (laughs) He he couldn't, he couldn't, he's too stubborn.
0: (laughs) Go on, let's talk about your manager for a bit. So you met after Glastonbury and all that big scenario. Have you yeah. stuck is it have you have you had the same manager since the start then
1: yeah so after um after sort of uh, round two on the radio um, I got uh, an email from my management team I've got two two managers yeah um, and uh, they said you know we'd love to talk to you come in and have a chat and uh, so I did I went to the fancy office in uh, in Holborn at the time and uh, yeah, had a chat with them and it all seemed really good. Uh I was a little bit wary because I, I have been stung a couple of times um throughout my journey. And I was a little bit like, mm, this seems a bit too good to be true. But at yeah. the same time, I haven't been playing on radio two, so it's like mm. um so yeah, I, I, I signed up with them. Um funnily enough, I think our I think our agreement like ran out <laughs> long ago. So it's just it's now just a, a generally a a relationship of trust and yeah um you know, we're all in it for the same kind of thing, which is which is perfect. It's, it's kind of what you're looking for. Um and, and the other thing is that they found me rather than I found them, which is yes yeah. uh, what everyone says is the right way. It must. Make, just gonna,
0: it must make you feel thing. really not special, but you know, like filled with joy when someone actually approaches you and says, "Have you got a manager? I'd like to be your manager." It must be like
1: wow. It's a really it's it's a good feeling. It's definitely a good feeling. It's like they generally it's it, you know they it's a bit of belief yeah um, in in what you're doing which i have to say as a creative and i'm sure a lot of other people will feel like this as well you don't have in yourself a lot of the time like it's it's it can be quite bleak until you get like a little a little high every now and then yeah um, but it's uh yeah it's really nice when you've got a team behind you who generally believe in what you're doing and, and, and care yeah it's quite cool but, you know very privileged in that aspect it doesn't happen to everyone
0: I mean one thing that I suffer with quite a lot is almost imposter syndrome like I shouldn't be here I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing do you ever feel that way you know, like you stand on a gig yeah. on a
1: stage and you think wow what am I doing here I've never felt it on a stage I've never felt it on a stage I, that, I kind of I, I felt like that in Nashville yeah I felt a little bit like that in Nashville I was just like why am I I don't know why I'm how has this happened I don't why am I here yeah um, and just me you know wow yeah, pretty much. That was, that was, so I, I can totally, totally relate to that. Definitely. Definitely.
0: No. But. Go on. You were going to say something then, not No, 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 I <laughs> forgot
1: what I was going to say now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to go on to what are you doing at the moment? You know, because you've been doing some cover songs, haven't you?
1: have, yeah. Um, I was, I tried my hardest to do live streams. Um, unfortunately, the, internet where I am I'm back in Norfolk for the time being is uh, it's just it's just not playing ball with me on the live stream they've had a few few sort of disasters where they've cut out and people have been like we're getting like super amounts of lag and all that kind of stuff and yeah. I also feel like they have been overdone to the absolute hilt um, from every single musician and person I know uh, so I started doing covers um, and they seem to be going down pretty well, to be honest. Uh, it gives me a chance to practice, like, my production skills, you know, practice my instrumentation, and that kind of stuff. And um, I'm also recently, like, kind of into, like, filming and photography and all that kind of stuff. So it's um, getting to, like, mess around with that. And
0: so not only... It's, it's so not
1: it's only... Just sorry. No, it's, it's all good.
0: I was going to say, so not only you uh, got a degree in graphic design, but now... You're a singer. You're a songwriter, and now you want to be a vid- you know videographer. Like, Jack it's just a reds. hobby. <laughs> it's
1: just a hobby, man. It's just a hobby that it does have its have its have its, have its benefits. Um, you know, anything anything remotely creative uh, is is has me interested. I'm I am not an academic. <laughs> um, you know, I was I was I've always been a very average student um in that kind of in that kind of manner but in terms of thinking maybe thinking a little bit outside the box um sort of absorbing information on how to make things look good and that kind of stuff i've, I've always been not too bad at that and uh well, you know, hopefully the music's not too bad either
0: end of the day you've got the vocals nailed down you've got songwriting nailed down you've got instrumentation and that music side nailed down you know you you've got the package and then it's like you're adding like sprinkles on top of a cake it's like the cake's fantastic, but
1: this will make it even better. Well, you made me think about cake now. God damn it! What kind of cake uh, do you like? Uh, I said, well, I don't know. if it, does it cost a cake? My absolute favorite is cheesecake. Cheesecake? Well, it's got the name it, cake in it, so. It has to go cake. It does have cake in the name. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a sucker for a cheesecake what? every single time if go it's on. on the menu. I'll
0: have it. What kind of cheesecakes then? You know, is it strawberry vanilla, New York?
1: It's a New York cheesecake. I mean, how boring is that? But it's like, that's it's not. If, if you get like if you get a, a proper one, it's uh, that's 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 the, the dessert for me. See,
0: the the thing that really got me into cheesecakes was we talked about Friends earlier, but there was a Friends
1: episode <laughs> that, that, that scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, just eat, even when they drop it on the floor and start eating it, I'm thinking that cheesecake still looks
1: really, really nice. Yeah, I know, right? It's just like you—you—you you, you see them in It's just like devastation, and you're like, "No, I'd still eat that. I'd still eat that. I'd be okay. It'd be fine."
0: Yeah. Oh, I—I want to say—I don't want to say that I'd do that, but I probably would. You know, just as long as I don't touch the floor bits.
1: Oh, I've just—I've just held a hand up now, and I'm—I'm I'm, I'm eating cheesecake off the floor happily. It's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, so you like cheesecake? I normally ask this at the end, but. Do you think a jaffa cake is a
1: cake or is it a biscuit? Say that again you broke up a bit. Uh
0: jaffa cakes is it a
1: cake or oh, is it a biscuit? Do you know what I've never I've never known the answer to this question. I've never I'm I'm kind of okay with with both <laughs> with the, if you want to, it's like it's like the whole um uh, what was it the do you put jam or cream on the scone first? Yeah, gone first. However you say it. Um, <laughs> well, you yeah, just said scone, it,
0: so we're going to go with scone now. it's how it should it, be I, said. I scone? I'd
1: say, I say scone. I think I'm probably wrong. I'm going to get like a crap load of hate mail on Twitter after this <laughs> or something. But it's like it's just one of those age-old questions that no one really knows the answer to. Yeah. But I don't know. I.
0: If you had to choose one, though, you had a gun to your head I'd right probably,
1: now. I think I'd have to call it a biscuit, but just, that's purely based on the packaging that it comes in. Yeah, I mean the the great you get, f- you get like a stack of biscuits. I don't. How often do you get a stack of cakes? Weddings. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of though. That's yeah. Uh, oh, no, you got you got me on the ropes there. But yeah. But I mean,
0: yeah, I. And Torn as well. I mean, I always want to say it's a cake because it's got sponge and it's got a lay- you know, it's got layers. It's got sponge, it's got filling, it's got whatever. And I want to say it's a biscuit. I mean, I think it was Balin, Leonard, that said it. It's dunkability. You don't dunk a cake.
1: Yeah, I know, but you can dunk a Jaffa. But you can dunk a Jaffa, so does that make it a biscuit? I don't know, man. Just, this is how the world ends.
0: <laughs> yeah, I normally ask that towards the end. And I might, as well, I might as well ask this one now, you know, we're, what, 40 minutes in. Do you have, do you eat pizza? I do,
1: yeah. Can I had ma- a big debate about pizza with Matt Spracklin.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine what this question is? Oh,
1: gone,
0: gone. Do you, you have me. pineapple on pizza? Yeah, I'm totally cool with pineapple on pizza. So many people say it shouldn't happen,
1: but I'm happy with it. I think it's, uh, I think it's just, I think it's nice. I think it's cool. I think, you, you know, you've got the sweet of the pineapple and then you obviously normally have it like with a ham, which makes it salty and it's just, there. It works. attract. You know, often, often
0: it's, like, it's like Reese's, you know, you've got your salty sweet, you know, you've got salty peanut and you've got sweet chocolate. Great,
1: it works. Great, great choice of chocolate. Great
0: choice of chocolate. It's got to be one of my favourites at the moment, though. Yeah,
1: 100%, 100%. I'm not really I'm not I'm more of a I'm more of a sweets kind of guy rather than chocolate. Oh, definitely. But but if if if, if I had to go for chocolate it would be raisins and I'd make myself feel sick on them.
0: Oh yeah. I. I'd make myself <laughs> I make myself feel sick on sweets, especially when I go your to list- the cinema.
1: Do your listeners realize that this podcast is like nothing about music? <laughs> this is all been about food. <laughs>
0: Foods it's what gets us going through there. Go on then, I'll, I'll ask you I'll ask you some music questions. Free wheeling. Freewheeling. Newest single? No, my newest single is called Taking Our Time. Taking Our Time. Oh. I knew there was I was looking through Apple Music and Spotify and the dates on the actual songs. I'm thinking, I'm sure there's another one here, but then I look at your Twitter and then it says freewheeling. It's like I'm
1: just, oh man this? i've got it, I, it maybe this? i just haven't i haven't changed it i should probably do that and then i
0: was then i went on to uh went onto your website then just to double check and then it says i think it says home and that's last oh year.
1: yeah my my website is is a seriously lagging behind it's because i have to pay money for someone to update it for me every single time really need to change that
0: really i mean <laughs> i love i love your website i mean i'm looking at it right now and it's just it's smart
1: uh so i designed that yeah (laughs) yeah see um you got it's a graphic design behind you it helps it does help so i designed it and i got a friend of mine to to build it because i can't build them i can just make them look pretty yeah um yeah so uh i need to i just clearly need to send him an email and do some updates
0: so i'm gonna gonna go to freewheeling then go for it the acoustic to the start of that acoustic guitar yeah i absolutely i'm in love the whole rhythm, the whole beat, the whole, just the whole layout, the whole song, you know, is, is when you went in to write that song and, you know, put the music to it, is that the kind of, is that what you had in mind first, you know, that first, the whole rhythm into it?
1: Uh, I've wrote that song literally one random evening in my little loft room in London, completely off the cuff. It's just one of those songs. Weirdly, I had this conversation with my manager the other day. There's a few songs in that in in my, uh, my 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 catalog that, and they tend to they tend to be the singles. In all fairness, I I, I write them within the space of about half an hour. Yeah, um, and that is one of them. That is one that just sort of just fell out of nowhere. I think I was sort of you know I felt like I was floundering a bit, and uh, I was kind of trying to tell myself that it's all right, you know that kind of thing. And yeah, the guitar stuff just sort of. I don't know that's usually what sparks it is it's just like, oh, this is cool, this is cool. i will run with this, yeah, um, but i've always been I've always been a rhythm player, never never really a lead. my lead guitar is it's not tragic, it's not <laughs> best, it's not the best part of thing, but my rhythm guitar has always been my my strength hundred percent
0: yeah what, have so you that was, have you performed yeah. that live yet
1: what freewheeling yeah, Oh, so many times <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 Go on. Yeah, no, we we get the uh you know, when I get get the band, actually even without the band now, um I get the audience singing along to the uh, keep on rolling bit and uh you know, so yeah. it's a real it's real good fun, good fun live song. Um and we actually we actually start it a cappella doing the whole chorus thing, Oh do you yeah, so it's like we've got five piece harmonies that when we kicks kicked in, it's just really cool. Are
0: you um, are you coming up north anytime soon? I mean well, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah we, we said that earlier um have you got ideas for coming up north should i say
1: uh yeah we've been trying to we, we were kind of in the right in the middle of sorting out uh, a full uk tour um for for what probably now yeah um so that's just been completely shunned so <laughs> as soon as we're allowed to sort of get back out on the road i, I will because I, I miss it i crave it honestly it's like yeah. it's a it's Playing live is a bit like a drug, I think. It's it's just I just I need that. Chasing the high. Yeah, in a weird kind of way. Um, you know, I yeah.
0: I to, I <laughs> well yeah,
1: enjoy I love it. Just like
0: it. You need to make sure you get up to York. You, either York I've, or I've late. Played,
1: I've only I've only played York once. Um a beautiful, beautiful city though. I've got uh, I've got some of my family from up there. So uh whereabouts? I've, I've been there. Oh don't ask me questions like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I I can tell I can tell you. Uh, they were they were in the city. Yeah.
0: I mean York they York were. is lovely. I mean a lot of places up here, up north are lovely. You know even because oh. I'm from Leeds originally. I now yeah, live in, in York. So it's you know it's, it's fantastic. I've been I've been speaking to a couple of artists from like Sheffield and it's just growing so massive up here now. It's I'm, it's never going to be like London, I know that because everybody congregates around
1: London. You know, is you say you say that. I mean, places like Manchester are music for music scenes are, and and I'd say Leeds as well to to definitely a, a, a big estate. Is they're they're huge influences in the in the UK music scene, massive. Yeah, um, you know, I played I played both Leeds and Manchester, so I played a little a little bar called a o- o- Porto in Leeds. Yeah. Have you heard of a Oporto? Yeah. Uh, so I played like a, that was, this was a couple of years ago now. There was a really great acoustic set there. And I supported Lindsay L in Manchester. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've actually had, I'd say, and I, I, I hope you haven't got too many Southwest listeners, but I've had such a better response from playing up North than I have down Southwest. And I think, you know, I think, you know, the North just, they come out for it, they, they enjoy it they like music. I don't maybe maybe well, I just played the wrong places. Well that, <laughs> you know
0: that's it. I mean, everybody needs to start moving out of London and the southern areas and start moving up north. Everybody come up here and <laughs> we can all have one big party.
1: You say that, but I like, you know, having some of my family being northerners, you lot would hate it. <laughs> you <laughs> you'd hate it. You'd be like, go home. <laughs> no, I'd never say that. No. <laughs> let's not let's not let's let's not get on the north-south divide, shall we? Go on then.
0: Taking yeah. our time. Yeah. It was was it first aired, you know the special release on Country Hits, was it?
1: Yeah, so uh Matt did the um exclusive first play. Uh it's now on their either their C list or their B list. I can't remember. Um I think I'm only like one of a few UK acts who actually get played, which is quite uh, you know which is very nice um yeah but yeah so matt gave it the exclusive play uh, i wrote it with um a really good friend of mine called tim protty jones and uh dan weller yeah um tim's plays in my band and was obviously formerly of the wandering hearts um but he's one of the most talented players i've ever come across he plays everything to a ridiculous level and he just annoys you whenever. everything <laughs> <laughs> one
0: thing i've been loving of
1: um tim
0: is his covers of songs but in that metally voice
1: yeah you know? yeah he does he does his metal covers yeah 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 so, so fascinating he, he's that's this is what i mean he, he, he can just kind of turn his hand to anything he's, he's he's his voice is ridiculous like the the scale on what he can do with his vocals is is phenomenal and he's a he's a dead nice chat which is just makes it all the better really
0: awesome now i can't believe i didn't realize it was taking a time that was the newest song because i remember actually listening to the release of it on country it's thinking yeah this is it this is this is the jam this this
1: is it's it's a good song it's a good song man like it's just one again it's just one of those ones that you just end up uh, like I walked away from the writing session and I, I had it in my head for the next two weeks. I think it was just, you know, uh, and then you get, you get like a demo for a bit or whatever you make a demo and it's like, send it to managers. Now we have to release this single. Yeah, um, but has been, that's actually been, I've, I've, I've pretty much got an entire EP waiting to come out. That's which is, that is one of them. Yeah. Um, and due to just logistics and how the world works, unfortunately I've been sitting on that since like October. Yeah. Um, which has just been killing me because I just want to release new music all the time.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I think I remember Matt saying that you is it usually end the show, or you you play you definitely play it on your shows, and everybody knows it word for word. You know, the, you can tell the people that go to your shows regularly because they're belting it back at you, and that it's finally—you know—it's yeah. nice that you actually got it laid down on a track.
1: Yeah, no, we definitely, um, it seems to be, you know, another one of those, one of those crowd favorite kind of things. It definitely seems to be one of those. um, It's just, it's just very singable, I think. And it's very, it's very simple. Um, And I I sometimes think that maybe simple songs are the better songs. There's no point being, you know, the more, the more direct and the more simple they are, then, I mean, you know, some of the big hits are just ridiculously not hard. <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, you look at. I'm going to go into a different genre now. I'm going to go into the indie side. But you look at Oasis, Wonderwall.
1: You know, yeah. guitar wise, yeah.
0: it's it's four, what four, six chords.
1: Yeah. Never ask me to play on. Never ask me to play on guitar because uh, I'll boo you. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> Thing is, though, it's um. What is it? There's there's two songs that you shouldn't ever play in a guitar store. It's Stairway to Heaven and. Wonderwall, because it's like the two easiest songs to play. You know, one's the finger-picking and the other one's like a chord.
1: Yeah, Yeah, pretty much just you're going to get kicked out of that guitar store like immediately if you play either one of those. In fact, I think that would be quite a funny video to see how long you can play Wonderwall or Stairway to Heaven in a guitar shop before getting kicked out. Or just do a
0: constant loop between the two. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Just see how long it takes them until they ask you to leave. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, imagine doing a flash mob, getting everybody to go into one store and then like start it off like a conga
1: Yeah, you you definitely wouldn't be allowed back into the back into the guitar shop after <laughs> that. You. You'd be banned for life, and that's that's, fun, that's my idea. That's my idea of a nightmare.
0: Go on, out of all your songs, because you've got a big catalogue now, what is your favourite to play to yourself, you know, when you're at home just chilling? And what's your favourite
1: to play live? Um, difficult song I don't uh, difficult sorry difficult question because I don't really I don't really play my stuff when I'm when I'm at home unless I'm generally practicing. Yeah. Um, to play live, that's a that's a tricky question. It's between freewheeling and Englishman. I think um, yeah. Englishman definitely has an element of um i don't know what it is uh page patriotism about it not not yeah. that it's in, not that it's intended but people definitely like they kind of they kind of go for it and again it's just it's quite a simple chorus just you know naming all these places in america that pretty much i think everyone knows um and it's like the response i get when i play that song is just amazing um yeah every single every single time which is part of the joy of, of playing it live um but if you were to ask if instead of that other one about what i play when i'm here the the song that probably means most to me in my catalog is one called uh, half your heart which i wrote with a friend of mine called sue mcmillan and uh that for me that's that's all about my parents and and you know how they've helped me and uh, and raised me and the lessons they've taught me and all that kind of stuff. So every time I play that, that's that hits hits me pretty hard. So uh, yeah. maybe I'll answer it that way instead.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Now is is Sue the like connecting tie between you and Emily? Uh,
1: no, no. Uh, weirdly, uh, Emily approached me on Facebook um, years and years ago, way before I met Sue. Um, and Sue, it was just it was just one of those sort of triangular kind of relationships that sort of come out of nowhere. But Sue pounced on me completely unknowing to me uh, at C 2 C one year. Um she she pounced on me and was like introduced herself and I kind of thing. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I you you don't know who I am. I was like, no, no I don't <laughs> no, no I don't uh but no we got to writing and she's she's fantastic. She's brilliant. She's I can't I can't praise her enough. Um so is Emily. So is Emily. Emily's brilliant. Emily's come a long way. Yeah, a long way since I first met her.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, she was my last guest, and yeah, she's. I mean, fearless is such a fantastic song.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm
0: on par uh, with taking her time. Obviously.
1: No, I think fearless is better. I gotta say that, I can't, haven't you? I can't champion my own song. No, I, I when when she when she sent me. The master, the first master for um, Fearless. I said to her, I said, "This is amazing. You've done so well, and like, you're, I'm so proud of you, and all that kind of stuff." But now you realise that you have to beat it every single time.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is the trick. It's just like I was just like just, there was a little bit of a, a smirk on my face when I <laughs> sent that text to- because <laughs> I was just like, I know, I know what's going to happen. I know, I know the pain of this. Um, Do you- trying to trying to improve your songs every time.
0: I mean, we, we all do that. We've all got that perfectionist side to us all. Um, do you find you throw away a lot of songs because you think, you know what, that's not good enough?
1: 100%. 100%. I've pretty much written five songs this week that were not good enough. <laughs> would, you ever, <laughs> so, would you
0: ever give those songs to any other
1: artists? Um, and have the writing quite, right, obviously. I don't know. It's a tricky one because you, you you know you are you're pretty exposed now as a writer as to as to what you put your name to. Um, you know, like the likes of Spotify and stuff who are actually putting songwriter credits on things now. If you release a song and it's not good enough, if, if it wasn't good enough for you, why should it be good enough for anyone else? Yeah, um, I think it's probably my mentality towards it. But if someone heard it and really really wanted to release it. Cool. Like that's it. Obviously, hit them harder than it hit me. If it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. I think that. Yeah, I think. I think. It would depend on the reaction to the song from the person who would want to sing it. Um, you know, or if I thought it, it was perfect for someone, I would. I, you know, it maybe just wasn't for me. Um.
0: Yeah. Well, it's so, it's, it's uh, fair enough. I mean, end of the day, it might be a fantastic song. But because you're comparing it to something else, you know, you're comparing it to your back catalogue, you know, it's like, you know, I mentioned the cake earlier, putting sprinkles on, you know, you might next time think, oh, I need to add flakes, but it's still a fantastic cake.
1: Yeah, no, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, I always make sure I develop stuff to a, to a certain point so that if I do come back to it, yeah, I might, might have just been having a day when I'm just like, oh, everything's rubbish. I hate <laughs> it all, you know. Oh, we all love <laughs> that. I might, I might have just have one of those days, but um, no, I, I, I make sure I try and try and get it to a decent level before I sort of go, mm, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, you know, but again, you, don't, you never know. You never know. Like someone might generally hear it and just go, I need to record that. I want to record it. Um, so. Go,
0: uh, go on then, going on from that, is there any songs that you've wanted to put on your EP but you've held back specific, uh, specifically for like, oh, that can go on my next EP or that can be released in, say, three months' time? You know, it's not following the rhythm yet.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I tend to write for a certain project. Um Really, and if they don't make the cut for that one, then there's not a lot of chance they're going to make the cut for the something else, unless you did like a deluxe thing. Yeah, um, because you're so with with EPs and singles being sort of the trend now, you're so tight on space with your release. You kind of have to make sure each one of those songs is going to hit where you want them to hit. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think if they don't make the cut, generally they don't make the cut. It's very rare that I go. I I, I I go back to songs and I and I try and develop them again yeah like I you know so there's the set of some of the songs that I wrote when I was like 18 years old or something like that Uh, very folky songs but I'm I always go back to them occasionally and that's the stuff that I'm generally playing when I'm at home I go back to them and I and I try and bring them up to modern standards or my where, where I am now um because you never know, there might have just been like a little spark that you didn't get quite right then, but now you've developed as an artist and as a person, you might be able to, might be able to make it something now. Which you know, in that way, they could they could sort of come back um, if 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 you get my gist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, going on from that, then you say that you have got enough songs for an EP. Have we got any like time frame in mind? Obviously, we're going through this horrible situation at the moment. You know, is there like. Okay, then if nothing's gonna change at the moment, it'll be September
1: um no i think I think the plan is just to keep steady on you know steadily releasing releasing new music. We are in the process of the 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 problem we have is that taking our time is it's been released it's been out a few weeks or nearly a month or something now um and and we're like, okay, cool, we should start looking for the next single and then every single time and I swear it's every single time you do that the single takes off again <laughs> so you get like a, so we've just been we were like okay cool we should start looking at the next one radio the radio plug and things nearly nearly over and like, we haven't done very well on playlists and that kind of stuff and then all of a sudden like yesterday uh I think I got the news that we're on like a, a major Amazon's playlist
0: Oh wow! And it's
1: and, and it's just it's just like oh it's just gone it's just gone up again. So that's ruined the plan for the next one. I don't know. It's just it's just one of those it's just one of those things. Um, so we were originally looking sort of end of July for the next single, but whether that will happen or not, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I will definitely make sure I update my Twitter and my website. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember
0: I remember listening to it on the radio, and it's like okay, I'm sure it was that, but then you look at Twitter, and it's like you sat doubting yourself and then you look at the website it's like okay am, am i going bonkers here
1: no i it's it's me i i tend that there, there are certain social media websites where um excluding my website that i don't spend a lot of time on uh twitter is i, I struggle with twitter a lot um i use it i get i get notifications and that kind of thing yeah um and i like to see what people are up to but as a as a platform i'm much more into Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, I think. Uh, may I think because they're visual. Yes. Uh, I think that's for me. I think that's that's what hooks me in on them. Um, whereas Twitter is uh, a lot about your your opinions and that kind of thing, which you know I don't mind sharing every now and then, but I also know how quickly it can dig you a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm try- I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to use it a bit more.
0: I mean, I use. Because I like the conversational type of social media platform, and I found that Twitter was is great for that you know you can engage with so many more different people you know whereas I found with Facebook or like instagram well instagram's obviously is mainly hashtag you know you use a lot of hashtags, so that brings a lot of audience in that way and um, but yeah. facebook it's directly you know you see either people who like your page or people who you're friends with, so yeah, I always found that Twitter was the way for me personally, but I totally get where you're coming from with the Facebook and the Instagram because it is, it's the pictures. Instagram is just pictures.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Literally pictures, pictures and (laughs) videos and, you know, uh, it's uh, yeah. I think the the visual thing is for me is is quite important just to just, I have to kind of be interested in it. Yeah. To a a fair minute. I hate, I generally hate social media. Uh, it takes up far too much of my time and my life, um, but at the same time, I really like it because it also keeps me connected with so many people, and I get to see what people are doing, and that's that's really cool as well. So it's definitely a love-hate thing with like just all social media. There's no, there's no good. Or, well, there's there's good and bad to to, to all of it, unfortunately.
0: Going is that the next person you hire a social media manager?
1: I don't know if I could do it. You know, I really can't. <laughs> I I. I, I I've always strived myself on being organic. Yeah. Like everything should be me. It should come from me. Um, it's my brand. It's my it's my profile. It's my face. It's whatever. Um. I and I I, I generally truly believe. Um, I will never give that up. So I don't think. I yeah. Think that, uh, a prime a prime example of this is uh, Frank Turner. I think yeah um you know he's a he's a he's a pretty big name and you know stirs up a lot of opinions and all that kind of stuff um but i think it's it's all from him like you know you can he's just got his email address his generally his personal email address is on his website i emailed him years ago he gave me some fantastic advice like just on 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 the music industry and that kind of stuff um you know and i think he does that for i think he replies to everyone eventually i think he's just and I find I I found that really inspirational, you know. Yeah.
0: What advice did he give you? Uh,
1: I think I just sent him some songs, which he, he, you know, he said, yeah, I really like them, and uh, I think just, you know, maybe try this, maybe try that, um, it, you know, that kind of thing. I can't. It was so long ago. <laughs> I, can't, I can't really remember. Um, everything's everything's a blur from like what 2016. Yeah.
0: <laughs> going into music I'll go back in time again then going into music who was the biggest like influences to get you going into music I know you mentioned Bob Dylan you know is who was it that actually pushed you to do it because you said you did the graphic design at uni and was there anybody who actually said you know what you can actually do this you're doing fantastic and you've got a fantastic voice
1: um I mean, I don't know if it's cliche or not, but I'd probably have to say my my parents. To be honest, they yeah. they were the kind of ones who kind of gave me the kick out the door to go like just go go for it kind of thing. Um, my dad has always been in bands ever since I can ever since I can remember. Um, you know, he never went for for the for the limelight and all that kind of stuff. It was just something he really enjoyed, and it was you know like we've we've always just always been a family around music, and I think. Um, Although, weirdly, the rest of my family all do stuff in property now. And I'm, the, I'm <laughs> a black sheep.
0: Is that what you're um, going to do after you retire from music, going to property?
1: I have zero interest in property. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I'm, I have zero. Unless it's a studio. If it's a studio, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Um, but no. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, I think they kind of just... I think he wanted... To, he could sort of particularly my dad, I think he kind of see that I wanted to give it a shot. Um and just it just kind of gave it a little bit of a nudge, just like that kind of thing. Yeah and, and you know they've just been they've just been great supporters and uh, by far my biggest critics. You know.
0: <laughs> Our parents always are
1: that. I I mean I really appreciate it. as long as it's constructive, I don't really care if you're gonna give me criticism or not because if it's constructive I can learn from it. Yeah. If it's just hate mail, <laughs> I'm not interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. When was it that you started learning guitar then?
1: Um, about the age of 16. Um, so I, was, I was literally I had a few lessons. I kind of stole my little brother's guitar lessons because um, I was playing bass originally. Um, oh, Really? Yeah, uh, which I've always I've always liked bass as an instrument, uh, but then I, I sort of it hit me one day that I could probably never really write a song on it because I, I was struggling to sort of come up with melodies and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I kind of I nabbed my brother's guitar for a, one of our sort of shared lessons and never gave it back to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's and then we sort of stopped having lessons and I carried on teaching myself guitar and playing and. After I learned, I don't know, three or four chords or whatever, I was I was writing songs. Um, yeah. I had no I had no interest in playing kind of other people's songs. Um, I was I was just writing, and they weren't good songs, but it was a start. So, <laughs>
0: that probably explain the lean towards the rhythm playing guitar then, because obviously the bass is the main rhythm to a yeah. song. But there yeah. there are some bands out there that do you know just solely have a guitar and a bass, you know. A, Five string bass, yeah. like Roy- I think Royal Blood. I think they're just a the guitar and a bass. I can't remember. My mind's gone. Yeah. This Lockdowns, scrambling yeah. my head. <laughs> That's understandable. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I got a dry throat. How has it been then? You know, lockdown with your other half. Has it been? Has it been arguments and fractions yet, or has it?
1: Or has no, it been alright? Seen- quite- touchwood we seem uh, we seem pretty good funnily enough this is the the longest we've seen each other for i think our entire relationship
0: yeah <laughs> oh wow
1: um yeah we're well, no, we're in we're in quite quite a long way into the old relationship but uh because i'm i'm so often i'm touring uh, you know she, she, she works and that kind of thing so uh it's it's been it's been quite nice to be on i feel like this is almost 2020 has become a bit of a gap year yeah um, <laughs> for, for me um you know, and then next year we'll go back to normal, and it'll be crazy. And she she lives here in 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 Norfolk, whereas I'm I'm generally based in London as well, which makes things sort of a bit trickier. But for the time being, that's kind of where I have to be. Yeah. Um, for what I'm doing, um, you know, it's, it's, there's some some great facilities, and and that's where my management team are and everything like that. So it's uh, it's it's just good to have that link link to london but no so far so good so good we've done so many quizzes i can't who's <laughs> um,
0: the brainy one out of the u2
1: we're pretty close to be honest we're pretty close um i think if you if you took away the quiz element of it she'd probably she'd probably have me yeah you've got, <laughs> you've got to say that haven't you no unfortunately that is just the truth uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, she, she's uh, she's got a good brain on her.
0: Have you always been a quizhead? Then have you always enjoyed no. quizzes? Or
1: is it just because of this? <laughs> it's just because of COVID. <laughs> um, no, I do, I do I like um, I like games. I'm a very competitive person. Yeah, uh, always have been. Uh, I'm an absolute sore loser when it comes to sport, oh. uh, but not 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 as bad as not as bad as I used to be. In all fairness, I definitely have matured in that.
0: Go on. What sports What sport do you like?
1: Uh, I'm a I'm a tennis player. That's that's my tennis um, player. Tennis player, yeah. Uh, that's been that's always been my sport, and uh, I do a bit of uh, my main three sort of tennis, skiing, and surfing. That's yeah. main. They're, they're my main three, um, but tennis is the one that I've been playing since I was about four years old. Um, so uh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's always been fun um yeah so I'm actually i'm actually getting to play a little bit while i'm here while i'm here in norfolk um playing playing for the old club and that kind of thing which is really nice
0: oh yeah oh yeah because we're, we're allowed to we've been allowed for the past few weeks haven't we been able to play tennis as long as you're not close to people
1: yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much um oh god my uh i think my battery's about to go all
0: right well yeah. i think i've exhausted all the questions <laughs> all right um so what i normally do to finish off the podcast is i ask a couple of questions now i've asked two already you know the jaffa cake and the pineapple question
1: sure
0: now i usually ask things like you know do you drink tea or coffee uh
1: i drink both both um, if you
0: had to choose one that was a preference Ooh,
1: don't do that to me they're for different times of the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'd have I think I'd have to go coffee,
0: in all fairness. Coffee? Fair. I, yeah. I always enjoy good coffee. I think I'd struggle without it. Do you, obviously, you like biscuits? We've been yep. talking about biscuits. What is your favourite biscuit?
1: <sighs> Chocolate digestive.
0: Chocolate digestives. Good dunkability factor.
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So you're a dunker then? Oh, I cannot stand rich tea. You see, I. I like rich teas for flavour, but I don't like how weak they are.
1: Yeah, structurally crap.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like me <laughs> going against Mike Tyson. I know I'm going to fail. You just, you dunk it, and you know it's going to drop.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, what's the point of having a biscuit if you can't dunk it? In some, some tea or coffee? I mean, what's the point?
0: Go on, uh, what do you prefer dunking in? Do you prefer dunking in coffee or dunking in tea? Uh, dunking
1: in tea. Dunking in tea. tea. <laughs> what tea do you like? Yeah. whatever's on offer that's a fair <laughs> enough answer <laughs> <laughs> whatever's going pretty much yeah i'm not i've I've. yeah builders tea absolutely just oh, give me it's got to be builders 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 tea nice and strong bit of milk no sugar beautiful beautiful now As it
0: should be. going on from coffee and tea what so uh do you like sodas like coke
1: yeah 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 i'm a sucker for a sucker for a busy drink Go on, watch what,
0: what's your favorite if you had to pick one.
1: I posted now, I posted this on uh, on my Instagram the other day uh, because I found it in a local shop and that is cream soda.
0: Oh, I had cream soda in ages. Was it a yeah, what, like, bar?
1: Is, yeah, the bar's American cream soda is hands down my favorite drink. Oh, I've
0: not had that in ages. Cream soda, I like a, um, ice cream soda as well, but with cream soda where you put an yeah, ice yeah. cream float in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, the float, float. I didn't, I didn't do the float. I just had it out of the can. But I was just like, "This is. I can't believe I found this. It's like this is like the best thing out come out of COVID." Well, that,
0: that that's a great thing with like fish and chip shops as well because they've got like cream soda, iron brew, and dandelion and burdock. It's like perfect.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. It's, but I found it. Yeah, I was so I was so happy. <laughs> what about squash? Thing. You know, juices. I kind of drink them if they're there. I won't actively actually go out and buy them. Yeah, uh, yeah, just you know the old the old is I'm not really fussy when it comes oh, to when it comes to squash. Uh, if I really had to be pick, up, probably maybe say like the Vimto. Yeah, Vimto. Got to be that was, a Vimto. That was, that's a personal fave. Um, that's a nostalgic so, yeah, one. I'm man. not. I don't, I don't. I don't really drink it to be honest.
0: What food? If you had to choose between restaurant or eating a takeaway, uh,
1: probably restaurant probably restaurant
0: what kind of restaurants do you like
1: um do do you know what uh we we went out for a meal um just before with my my little brother he just moved to to a new house so we went met my parents and had a meal and we went to this uh we went to a a Pakistani restaurant yeah um in, in London and it was the some of the best food I think I've ever had in my life it was phenomenal it's it's like a it's like an indian with a slightly different spice palette yeah and it was it was unreal and i think i probably had to say something like that oh yeah do you know know the name of it i I haven't got a clue it's somewhere down south london um but i'll uh if you i'll find it
0: i'll just search pakistani restaurants in south
1: london yeah in balam there you go (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was it was amazing It it was really good food
0: what about alcohol? Do you have a cheeky drink every now and then?
1: Yeah, I, 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 every now and then, every now and then. Um, I, unfortunately, my hangovers have got to a point where they sort of just, they knock me out for like three days now. So I tend Ooh. not to go too bad, too big on it. Um, I don't know, lower pint of Guinness. That's that's a personal fave. Can't be Guinness. Good old pint of Guinness. Yeah. Um, oh, anything else? I don't know, just like a cold, just a cold Budweiser on like a summer's day is like pretty oh, yeah. good for me as well.
0: Crisp, that kind of thing. It's, yeah, you know, like a
1: real proper cold as it should be. Yeah, boiling hot day. I find that incredibly refreshing. So I think that's 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 sort of where I stand on alcohol. But again, I'm not really I'm not really fussy. I'm, I'm you know wherever it's going. Yeah, <laughs> that's so bad. Bit of white lining. <laughs> that's it. A bit of Lamborghini. Mad dogs. Yeah. Oh, good old Lamborghini. Bloody hell, that's going back
0: um go on if you had to choose between living in the city or living in the countryside
1: uh tricky one i think i think i would all. i'm always going to have to work within the bounds of a city i think with what i'm doing and that kind of thing but in terms of life quality and living i would have to say countryside like the being norfolk and this coastline and and what we've got available here is is stunning yeah um I love the city as well. So they they're they're on equal equal path for me.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I love Norfolk. I mean we we go down to the Norfolk Broads all the time and hire a boat and just go up and oh, down. Amazing. You know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah.
1: beautiful. Yeah, no, it's uh it's it's yeah, we've done that a few times. Um and it's uh, it's wicked.
0: I'm kind of jealous because it's like two and a half, three hour drive for me to get down there to do that and it's just on your doorstep. Just so jealous. I can only
1: apologise, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then again, I've got the perks of being up north. There you
1: go, there you go. Yeah, you can't be too far from like, the likes of the Dales and things, can
0: you? No, no, literally. I'm in the York, York uh, Vale York at the moment. Um, I grew up on the outskirts of Leeds, so yeah. Used to go up to Skipton all the time in Yorkshire Dales. It's funny, isn't it? Because
1: we, we used to come up walking up there all the time and that kind of thing when I was younger. Um, School trip to Cove yeah all that kind of stuff uh yeah i used to love it up there well, i still still do still i i make sure every every time every time i come up on on tour and, and all that kind of stuff i always go on little diversions and excursions and, oh you gotta yeah, where, yeah
0: where, wherever you go you've got to take a little you don't just follow the sat nav you take an extra turn off just so you can have a look around
1: yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I didn't last time I was uh, last time I was on the road. I had an amazing. I know it's not up north, but I had an amazing uh excursion out to uh, Cheddar Gorge down yes. southwest. But like, it was just pissing it down the rain. <laughs> but I got like fortunately I had like my waterproofs and stuff like that. and I went to the top of the gorge. Me there, and it was just like I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. Um, and I, I'm getting to do that technically as part of my job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just like, "This is wicked." Perks of the job, eh? Yeah. All
0: right. I know your computer's dying, so I'll leave it at that. It's my, it's my
1: phone. It's my phone, oh, so it... I'm having to like hotspot my phone because uh... the internet's that bad. <laughs>
0: It's interesting because we're talking right now on Zoom and every so often the video feed, it kind of like slows down and then it speeds up to catch up. So you talk really, your mouth's moving really, really quickly. It's rather amusing to watch.
1: <laughs> Maybe you should do a video podcast instead but whilst the Zoom one's are doing.
0: Oh, that, that is one thing I will be looking at doing in the future. Um, right now, I record these podcasts from my room and yeah, I want a proper little studio where it's decked out and looks looks the business but right now I'm, I'm happy doing the audio i don't want people to be scared by my face just yet
1: you're not too bad not too bad <laughs> i say you
0: know just you keep flattering
1: me well yeah. all yeah.
0: right all right on that note everybody follow jake on the socials twitter facebook instagram
1: yeah, I'm all, all on all of them. They're all just uh, just typing at the Jake Morell, the Jake Morell. Uh, you'll find me. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've got the little little blue tick on all of them, apart from Twitter and YouTube.
0: Oh, I'm so. so jealous. I keep trying to ask about those blue ticks, and no one no one's doing them unless you've got like a had, certain amount I, of followers.
1: I think the only reason I got it is because I've had so many people trying to impersonate and just fake accounts and that kind of stuff. So, um, but that's weird. <laughs> I think particularly Instagram, we're like, fine, just, just have the blue tick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just... That's fair, That's um, fair but, enough. Yeah. I mean, it must be a weird sensation, you know, waking up and someone's trying to copy you. I,
1: I can't get my head around it. It's, it's normally uh, fans who are messaging me saying like, oh, there's another impersonator. I'm just like, oh, God's sake. And the, the great thing is that the community is so brilliant that they report it immediately because they know yeah. it's not me. So it's, uh, it's fantastic.
0: Well, you know, you've uh, really made it when someone's trying to
1: impersonate you. Well, uh, it's just it's it's very strange. <laughs> it all <is> right,
0: strange. <laughs> everybody, check out the new single "Taking Our Time" on all the social on the all the music platforms. You know,
1: Apple Music, yeah, Spotify, absolutely everywhere. Honestly, just go, um, just go have a look. Like I said, I've been doing these covers and um, and that kind of thing. So, you know, if people are listening and uh, they haven't been put off by my horrible food choices, then. Um, <laughs> Then <laughs> go and uh, go and have a listen to some music. So I'm, I'm, yeah. doing, I'm doing as much as I can at the moment.
0: The last, the last one I listened to was My Church.
1: Yeah, Who, yeah that was that was the weeks.
0: Who's 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 the next one? Can you tell us yet, or is that a
1: surprise? No, yeah. So I've just I've literally just finished editing it. Um, so next week is going to be Dakota by Stereophonics. Ooh, which is, uh, yeah, which is a song I've always wanted to cover. Um, a bit like a few weeks back i did mr Brightside. yeah uh it's just one of those songs that i I've, I've very rarely heard it covered and i just sort of thought i want to give it a shot i've got some time on my hands oh. um and, and i'm i'm pretty happy with the results to be honest um if i'm being so bold
0: no no um, i can't wait to listen to that
1: yeah so uh that's that's next week's
0: all right so everybody keep an eye out on that there you go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Jake, for coming on. You've been an absolute pleasure to talk to. Whether we talked about music or whether we talked about food, we've had a bit most of everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Starting, no, thanks, for
0: having me. Started with the weather.
1: Ending, ending with food. It's fine. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's how most of my days are at the moment. <laughs>
0: that's it, that's it. I think that's everybody's lives at the moment. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now
1: that was the
0: country chat podcast join dom next time for exclusive interviews reviews
1: and general chit chats on all things country music